that was kind of a, a pathetic game. That was not one of the prettier games of all time. And the Kings are now 2-3 as they lose to the Rockets, 107-89, without De'Aaron Fox for the second straight game. But that was not the same team that played the Warriors, even without De'Aaron Fox in that one, not too long ago. That was a team with a lot less fight than, than what we saw against the Warriors. And look, there are a lot of reasons we lost this game, but the simple main reason is two stats. It's Keegan Murray, one for eight from three, and it's Kevin Herter, 0 for three from three. And those two stats have become not a worry, but it's a trend at this point. Those two guys cannot shoot the ball to start the season. And at the end of the day, if you if your shooters are getting wide open shots and they're just not making them, it's going to be extremely hard to win. And that really was the case in this game. And I love all the trust that Mike Brown is putting into Keegan Murray as a shooter, as he should, I think. But I do think at times the the trigger is a little too quick. And I think the biggest disappointment for me in these two games so far without Fox is Keegan not being a three-level scorer. It may sound backwards, but honestly, I would like a little less ball movement without Fox. And, you know, it, it does sound backwards. But what I mean by that really is if you're just going through dribble handoffs and passing the ball around the perimeter, you know, maybe going around a screen and trying to get downhill, but not really getting downhill, then that's not going to be an efficient offense. The reason the Kings offense works is because they do have these shooters coming around screens with the great ball movement and also the threat of Fox being able to get downhill. And when there's just no threat of anyone getting downhill, then that makes it much tougher to score. And like I said, I love the trust that Mike Brown has in Keegan as a shooter, but I would love for them to put the ball in his hands more and for him to come off screens. And, and it's on him as well. You know, I'm not just saying this is the coaching staff or anything. It's on him to get the ball, come around screens and try to get downhill. And the amount of times where I feel like he could just come around his screen, take one dribble, rise up and create so much separation into an easy mid-range jump shot. And he just doesn't have that decisiveness. Like it happens so much where either he kind of just dribbles aimlessly and then passes, or he just doesn't create separation on his shot because he's not going up with it right away. And He's giving the defender time to reestablish defensive position against him. And so for me, the stat that I don't like, it's not the necessarily the one for eight from three, but it's the fact that eight of his 12 field goal attempts were threes when he wasn't knocking down his three-pointers. You know, I don't blame Kevin Herter as much for not scoring in this one inside the arc, although he does 
take more shot attempts inside the arc than Keegan, but he was being guarded by Dylan Brooks for a lot of the game, and Dylan Brooks is a very good defender, and he was making things very difficult for Herter. But the starting unit just did not come to play. And that goes for every single person in the starting unit. The bench was much better than the starters in this game. Not for the entire game, but for most of it. And, you know, I don't think Sabonis had a good game by any means, but it's also tough for him when he's getting doubled on every post-up and guys can't make their shots because he was generating open looks, but they were just not falling. And I also think the Kings' transition offense was pretty bad. They had opportunities, and they would just turn the ball over every time. Sabonis had five turnovers, and I feel like a bunch of those were in transition, and the turnovers for him were a big problem. And it's just wild that the offense in these last two games has been the problem and not the defense, because the defense in that third quarter allowed zero points over a seven-minute span. And they took the lead in that span, but they could not get it above a one-point lead. And then the Kings went on like a four-minute scoreless streak of their own. And it was wild that they weren't able to string together stops and then score on the back of them. Because usually... When you get stops, it leads to offense. When you're scoring on offense, it leads to better defense because the other team can't get out in transition. And in this game, it was really the opposite. It's when the Kings weren't scoring, the Rockets weren't really scoring. When the Kings were scoring, the Rockets were scoring. But every time the bench would fight their way back into the game, like at the start of the game, when the Rockets got up big, the starters just weren't there to play. Davion Mitchell could not defend anyone, which was weird and, and kind of has been something that I've been seeing so far this season. He's been struggling on defense, which is weird. The Kings were getting no penetration to the basket, and then the bench comes in. And it was Malik Monk, Colby Jones, and JaVale McGee that looked really good, especially JaVale. Colby Jones had a really solid first stint and, and first half. It wasn't a great second half for him, but I do like what I'm seeing from him. But the bench really brought us back into it and gave the starters a chance to kind of redeem themselves. They got it within six, and then the starters come back in, and immediately it's back to ten. I mean, the positives that we can take away from this game is JaVale McGee looking like a great backup big man uh, on both ends of the court, giving us rim protection and then the lob threat. He was fighting through getting multiple and ones. And I really think the bench did all they could in this one. They're, and it's really all on the starters. Monk even was the only guy keeping us in it in the fourth quarter. You know, Duarte wasn't, it was a weird game for him. He definitely wasn't perfect. And sometimes he was trying to do too much on offense. But honestly, I'm kind of okay with it because... It, a lot of the times, it was because nothing else was happening on offense. And then, you know, he, he was knocking down some shots, and then he was playing great defense. And then you look at Kevin Herter, and it's like, just getting blown by every time. Can't stay out of foul trouble. 
in the first half. And I, I was kind of glad he picked up that third foul in the second quarter because it meant Duarte got to come in. And I just think Duarte played a lot better than Herter. We just need someone to start hitting three-point shots other than Harrison Barnes because he hit three out of four and he's been knocking him down. We just need one of Keegan or Herter with Fox out to hit threes. I think we can win games with Fox, even if those guys aren't making threes. But without Fox, I mean, that's tough when you think about the scoring totem pole on this team. Obviously, Fox is first. But then after that, like Sabonis is the second star player and he's second in scoring average. But I never expect him to be the top scorer on the team. I do think he could have been much better scoring the ball in this one. And he was missing his floaters slash middies, whatever they are, because they always look awkward. But he was missing those. But he really should almost never be the leading scorer. He should pretty much always be the second scorer or third scorer on the team. And it has to be Herter or Keegan to step up and take the scoring responsibility off of, well, the void that Fox has left. I mean, Monk does it as well, but, uh, you know, and he did lead the team in points, but we need someone else to step up. I think it'll be interesting to see if Fox comes back for the next game, because the next game is another one against Houston, and, you know, we, we can't lose to the Rockets back-to-back. Back. Like, that would be really sad. You know, I don't think that this game this loss is anything to worry about. Like there's not really worrying signs for me. Like Herter's going to start knocking down shots. Same with Keegan, but it's just a really annoying loss is what it is. And I see people using this game to be like, this is why the Kings should have upgraded their, the roster more in the off season and gotten that, third option or whatever third slash second option and I think that's I mean we, we all know sure to be like in the top tier of the league the Kings need to make a move I mean I've talked about that a bunch but I guess it just depends how patient you are and I guess I'm more patient than than other people because we're gonna be fine yeah we're not a top tier team but this loss doesn't mean that we're a bad team. We're still a good team. We were one and four at this point last year. So it's better than it was last year, which is why it's not worrying. But one guy that does kind of worry me is Davion Mitchell. Because he, he had his moments in this game. His threes do look better. Uh, and his shooting looks better. Even though he only hit one for four in this game. But that's not really what I'm worried about. He had his moments of driving to the rim and attacking and making things happen. In the third quarter, or sorry, the second quarter, he had a really good spell of like five possessions where he was attacking and either scoring or creating open looks for others. And that was great. But it's like we just so rarely see that for him. And he has not been elite defensively this season. In fact, he has been he's been pretty poor defensively. We're not even using him on like Steph 
in the two Warriors games. We're not using him on Fred VanVleet in this game. So honestly, I don't even get why he's out there. I would rather have Colby Jones out there at this point. Like, I am starting to lose faith in Davion and his development at this point. I think that's my one big takeaway from this game. Because everything else, like, sure, we sucked offensively, but we're going to be fine offensively. This is a good offensive team. The defense was actually pretty good. I mean, pretty okay. Like, we held them to 107. We held the Warriors to, what, 102, was it? The fact that we went 0-2 in, in those games is pretty crazy. If you told me we were going to hold teams to under 110 twice in a row, I would not think we would lose both games. But my one actual takeaway is that I'm losing faith in Davion. I mean, I already thought he was expendable, I guess. But now, I didn't think, I didn't think his spot in the rotation would be up in the air. But I, I do think that it is up in the air at this point. Colby was by no means perfect. He, you know, turned the ball over at times. But honestly, he was out there playing better defense than Davion. And I think he's looked really solid in the minutes that he's been given. And so he could be coming for Davion's backup point guard spot. I also am missing Trey Lyles. Like, that's something that I haven't really talked about yet in the beginning of this season. But we need Trey Lyles back. I miss him coming up in transition and just popping a three. I think it was against the Rockets last season where he just went off, hitting three after three. But not only that, he's a guy that can attack and get to the rim and make things happen. So I feel like that's not necessarily something that would have changed the outcome of this game. But I do think that it's just something I haven't talked about. And I feel like I haven't really heard others talk about is Trail Isles being out. It's definitely, it definitely hurts. You know, I said coming into this three-game bell against uh, Houston and Portland that minimum go two and three. It's like, okay, well, we lost the first game. So you got to win the next two games. And it is tough to to beat a team in the NBA two times in a row in a short period of time. It's not a, a back-to-back, but you know we're playing them with one day in between. And last season, I'm pretty sure we played Houston in two of these two-game sets. And we won all four games, which was, I mean... Not necessarily surprising because they were a bad team, but it still is hard to do that. And so the Kings, with Fox or without Fox, it shouldn't matter. The Kings should, whatever that means, be, be able to win this next game. And it's very early in the season, obviously. But I just want to see our shooters be able to shoot the basketball. Man, that is just a... A very annoying loss in a in a day of very annoying losses. Going to the Sacramento Republic FC Western Conference Final and them losing, blowing a lead. And you got the Sharks giving up ten goals in two straight games. Like just not a not a good sports night for me. Very annoyed. Also I'm very tired. Like this 
this was not one of my better podcasts. I don't know, but but I feel like I did better podcasting than the Kings did scoring the basketball. So what can I say? Just please, Kings, win the next game against the Rockets and then win the game against Portland. Just 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 please get us to four and three. Thank you. I'll see you guys then. Peace.